Hello, I'm Jody, and I'm a mama on a mission to encourage parents to take their power back. I know from personal experience how your gut is leading you in one direction, while the world is telling you that you are going the wrong way. You are convinced that you are the crazy one for believing hope is alive and healing is possible. You are manipulated to believe that you are not capable or smart enough to make life-altering decisions for your baby. I've stood in those doctor's offices. I've even been kicked out of plenty of them. Welcome, friends, to a space where you are allowed to ask questions and you are allowed to step into your power as the mama bear that has always been within you. You are not the crazy one. Welcome back. I've got A.A. Ron with me today. Welcome back. Oh, gosh. Remember that show? Welcome back, Carter. He's singing again. Welcome back. Because it took place in New York City and the big thing happened in New York City. Oh, let's get right into it. We're talking about the Second Amendment today, guys. No, that was Welcome Back, Carter. No, that wasn't. That was 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 not New York. No, it was New York because the other one, WKRPO in Cincinnati. Yeah. Wow. All right. We love our vintage shows. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so welcome back to the Freedom Cast, guys. I've got A.A. Ron with me today, which is always, always fun. Uh, who knows what's going to come out of his mouth. Exactly. So I apologize ahead of time. Actually, I don't apologize. No. <laughs> because, listen, you should not apologize. That's the whole point, right? Um, so we are going to do a follow-up here on the Second Amendment because mm-hmm. we kind of talked about it in another episode. Things have changed. Ooh, we yes. knew that they would. Yes, we knew that they would do everything. Listen, the theme of both the Republicans and the Democrats is you never waste an opportunity. No. <laughs> right? That That's the theme. So listen, if you guys can just remember that, there are corrupt Republicans, there are corrupt Democrats, there's corrupt Libertarians, there's corrupt everything. But in particular, you never waste a political opportunity and tragedy oh, no. to turn it into... A re-election campaign. Oh, no. Well, so so I was reading the news today. And, you know, with Roe versus Wade, now leaving it up to the states, right, on abortion, mm. the Biden administration said, okay, well, we can now perform abortions on federal land within the state. So that's their new target, which they are perfectly fine. They can do that because a state does not have sovereignty over federal land within the state. Yeah, I, well, this isn't going to necessarily I mean, be an abortion episode, but I do think it's really important that both with Second Amendment and abortion, any of these cultural topics, the reason why do we do this is because you have to lead with facts over emotion. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're seeing heads spinning like an exorcism right now in front of the Supreme Court with purple and pink hair, spitting vomit, saying, I want to kill my baby. I have a right to kill my baby. It's not a baby. Like you have all these things, you have all these things, emotion, emotion, emotion. And they are, they have no idea how much they are even controlled by the system. They have no idea. Well, And I think they actually like it. I think they want to be controlled. Well, it, it, it goes to a couple of things. Number one is they're controlled by their emotions because they can't think logically. They're controlled by their emotions because they want to be heard and feel that their voice and what they have to say is most important and it's factual. Uh So with that being said, it's sort of like that lady on Instagram that was screaming like a demon. Oh my gosh. They they literally are possessed. I feel like these people are possessed by a demon. And guess what? It's on both sides too. Oh yeah. It's on both sides. But what's hilarious is she comes back and 
you know, oh, is crying and sobbing. And, and, and I look at that is we have gone now to a time, we have opened Pandora's box where it is okay to put yourself on video crying your case, your whatever it is. And I'm thinking, how silly is that? No, it used to be you had to go talk to somebody face to face, right? And, and, and it's yeah. just, and, and she's a grown woman like you and I. Yeah, which is disturbing. But anyways, she, so please, guys, stay stay factual based. And I need you to understand this right now. That, well, let me put it this way, because we'll do we'll probably do a whole separate follow up episode on on Dobbs v. Jackson. But I want you to ask yourself why for years. I'm actually curious what you're going to say to this, Aaron. Okay. Why for years did your so-called pro-life Republican congressman or senator do nothing, do nothing for abortion? And you could apply this to the Second Amendment too, but let's just say abortion right now because of the Supreme Court opinion. That is not law. It's an opinion. The Supreme Court cannot make law. Your state makes laws. Okay. Um, Why is it that your coveted, worshipped, Republican senator or congressman did nothing until all of a sudden now they think they can do something. And I want you to to ask yourself that it's because of they have no other thing to run on then if they can't continue to run on pro-life agenda. Mm -hmm. So now that this opinion came out, what is your Republican conservative, because they tend to be pro-life, right? They tend to run on that agenda because they know their constituents. So this this pro-life agenda has been something that they can run on and money raise on for years, but they could have done something about it and they didn't. Well, they- They're just as corrupt. They are. And I think at the end of the day, it's it's all about a show. It's all this theater. It's all theater. It's all masked Mm -hmm. and literally and (laughs) figuratively. And I I think at the end of the day, you know, they throw, they say what they need to say. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it, you know, it sticks on the wall. Yeah. And, but you need to hold them accountable is my point. Is my point that they, the minute you're elected, you're automatically in re election and they know their talking points. They know what what supposedly drives voters to the voting booth. But I will say this: there are a couple senators slash representatives. I think. Oh, Lauren Boebert. Lauren, she's one of them. Oh, she's, she's Lauren Boebert, Jim Jordan, yeah, um, Holly, Senator Holly from Missouri. You know, those Matt Gates might be another one, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, there are, but I just want you guys to think about that for a minute. Is that? You can't also put Republicans or conservatives on a pedestal Mm-mm. when they had years to do something that they knew was never federal law. Roe v. Wade was never federal law. It's just that everyone ignored it because they thought they could do nothing. Right. They could have done something. I, I, yeah. Okay. Get it. Let's get into the second one. New York. Okay. New York. So you want to start with some current updates here because well, we know well, after of, Uvalde, right. never so, let a tragedy go to waste. No. Well, in the case of well, if you look at the Supreme Court, so far they've hit three home runs in a row. Roe versus Wade, mm-hmm. the football coach from the state of Washington and religion. Mm-hmm. Praying with praying, the team? No, no, praying on the field. That's what I mean, praying with his team no, on the field. No, he wasn't praying with the team. Oh, praying on the field, okay. Okay, which the, they said that the school could not violate his First Amendment. And then I'm with, so tired of the separation of church and state, by the way. Well, it's never written in the Constitution. I know, I'm so tired of this. 
it was a it, that terminology came about right after John F. Kennedy. Again, it's a narrative, right? To condition and brainwash people. Okay. Now the whole entire thing with you know church and religion is in our constitution there is no religious test. So that means you have to understand historically. For example, when the Puritans came over, when they had the Mayflower Compact, mm -hmm. okay, that contract, in order for people to vote, they had to be a part of the church, mm -hmm. the Puritan church. And okay, granted, it excluded women. And, you know, you had to be a good and member, good standing member of the church in order to vote. So when the framers of the Constitution looked at that, as well as what was taking place in England, they said, no, we're going to have separation where religious tests will not be a part of your voting rights to hold public office, things like that. Right, but that has nothing to do with what it has become. Oh, yeah. Which is, oh, you can't pray in school. Oh, you can't do this or that. See, that's that's what I mean. So this was a home run in terms of the Supreme oh, yeah. Court. Oh, yeah. It's a home, it's and then a what's run. the third one? The third one had to do with concealed carry permits. So here in Cal Cal or here where we live, we can apply for concealed carry permits. Mm -hmm. And it's recognized within the the various counties within the state. And likewise, it's recognized within other states as well, minus California and New York, which is ironic. Now, in this case, the Supreme Court ruled and said that the law that was on the books in New York was unconstitutional because people who were trying to basically apply for a permit had to show a reasonable cause why they needed it. Oh. Okay. And you don't need reasonable you, cause. You don't need reasonable cause. According to the Second Amendment. Exactly. And so now this has huge ramifications because that ruling can now change the law. So just, well, it changed the law in New York. It could apply to also California. I hope it because does. Because in California, you cannot have a concealed carry. I mean, you can have a concealed carry permit, but it's very hard. They make it very difficult. Mm -hmm. You have to show reasonable, you know, why you need to defend yourself. Do you feel that you're at in harm's way? Or, you know, is your business one where it'd be a potential, um, you know, like a target, a target. Okay. So that's a big, huge victory for those. For well, and here's what's interesting about the Supreme Court. So again, remember facts, guys. Okay. The Supreme Court does not make law. They, they draft opinions and they interpret the constitution. And again, you have the debate of do you interpret the constitution as it is written do you interpret it as a living constitution obviously we know progressive judges like to apply progressive current things to the constitution so what we're seeing now basically right now my personal opinion is clarence thomas is hanging on for dear life and going to do whatever he can get through <laughs> as his legacy because that dude's getting old <laughs> well, I'm, well, here's another thing is like, he's, he's like, I'm, this is it. Well, I'm saving the world. Uh, well, unlike, <laughs> and Alito, Alito too. Un unlike, um, other bodies of office, when you look at the, the presidency, there's term limits, so to speak. Mm -hmm. A federal judge does not have term limits. Right. So he could serve up until the day he dies. Oh, but then you have AOC saying they want to impeach Clarence Thomas. Well, believe it or not, you can impeach a justice. If you feel that he has committed high crimes and treason. Yeah, but you have to prove it. Right. That's going to be pretty it. hard. Okay. And you can't prove it based on court rulings. Right. Okay. So what they're trying to do in the case of AOC, who should just make cocktails, is um, they're trying to link Thomas to his wife 
with regards to January 6th, which has been a big cluster in itself. Oh my gosh. The hearings, it, everything backfired. So the, <sighs> the lady Liz, said- Liz Cheney, I just want to- No, no, no. I know, but I just have to say the word Liz Cheney because there's there's a lot of words I have for her. Go ahead. So in the case <laughs> that the, the lady yesterday, I, I don't I forget her name, said that you know Trump was trying to grab at the wheel of the Secret Service car and all that. <laughs> now you have two Secret Service agents saying, no, that did not happen. Matter of fact, we'll testify in court. Yeah. Well, and then you also have the sergeant at arms who, poof, dies before he's supposed to testify. I wonder uh, if he got that jab. Oh, could be the jab or it could be Clinton okay. suicide. All right. Okay. So, so, um, so let's talk. So, the so let's talk about Second Amendment. We are going to circle back here to some facts and, some, and dispelling some myths right. about this. So where do you want to start? Well, everything, you know, if you look at the Second Amendment argument, it has to do with one specific gun, an AR-15. It has nothing to do with really <sighs> the a, assault weapon. It has nothing to do with a Saturday night special. They love to say assault rifle. But understand this, assault weapon, assault rifle, assault gun are made up terminology. Just like if you were in a park mm -hmm. at night and you got hit by a bat, a bat. That's it's an assault bat. No, it's an assault with a bat. <laughs> no, it's an assault weapon. Okay. And so so there is no terminology, legal terminology on the books. Mm -hmm. So everybody says AR-15 is an assault rifle. Actually, an AR-15, okay, is not an assault rifle. It's an armor light rifle mm -hmm. that's semi-automatic. It's not automatic. Okay. And it can't be automatic because it goes, if it was an automatic machine gun, it would go against 1934 Firearms Act, which prohibited the high capacity machine guns. Like, okay. Now that law in 1934 was passed because what was taking place in the 1920s and early thirties in organized Prohibition. crime. Prohibition, organized crime. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Tommy machine gun. So like today, you cannot own a Tommy submachine I'm sure plenty of people do. Oh, they probably do. <laughs> so, in fact, I know someone in Georgia who does. Oh, he owns a lot of guys. <laughs> and We're going there if the world ends. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so you have to understand the, the Firearms Act of 1934 is very similar to that of what is currently on the law, which is the National Firearms mm. Act. Okay. And the original act imposed a tax on making and transferring of firearms defined by the act, as well as a special occupational tax on person and entities engaged in the business of importing, manufacturing, and dealing of, uh, uh, in, in terms of firearms. The law also required the registration of the NFA firearms with the Secretary of the Treasury. Firearms subject to the, the 1934 act included shotguns, Rifles with barrels less than 18 inches in length, which is important because you cannot modify a shotgun. Okay. Legally. Legally. Second of all, there is some, it's interesting in terms of shotguns, various states have certain laws on shotguns where in one state you can have a, um, a ball shotgun, which means the butt of the gun is a ball hmm. where that'd be considered illegal in California. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the length of the barrel, anything, you know, anything short that is, let's say in the case of a Derringer, which is a very small two shooter gun, because the barrel is so long, if it can fire a shotgun shell, it's considered illegal. So <clears throat> your point here being, let's stick to the facts. Okay. And 
No, I'm saying your point right. here in describing all this is you're sticking to the facts here that is not shared in the media. Right. Oh, no. Especially when it comes to the term that they love to use and throw around to scare people of assault, rifle, assault, right. weapon, assault, gun. Right. Well, I mean, if I, if I, Jody, if I hit you overhead with a, with a cucumber, would that be an assault cucumber? I'm assaulted by something every day in my, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to so, try to keep this show family friendly. Okay. So, um, all right. So let's go through some of these things, which is um, why the left, why the left opposes arming teachers. Okay. And again, you know, you look at Uvalde, of course, it, here and here's what's so interesting is anytime something like this happens, mm-hmm. it's always the same, same cycle. It's it's predictable. Right. It ramps up for a week or two. Mm-hmm. All the celebrities come out. Matthew McConaughey goes to the White House. I used to respect the dude until he did that. Well, um, he made millions. He made, he made millions firing guns. guns. <laughs> same with all of the celebrities. Yes. Anyways, so. It's the same cycle where they capitalize on opportunity, right? Capitalize on tragedy, right? Fear, which is horrible, but that's what they do, and we need to recognize that. And so, part of this discussion was, okay, why is it that almost all gun violence happens in gun-free zones, like a school, right? Because they know it's a gun-free zone. Where right. do you think they're going to go? Oh, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> well, I hear... But, but, but the left and the progressives, nope, you can't arm schools because kids are in there. Well, the, well, a couple of reasons why the left would don't want to arm teachers. First off, number one, it to them, it upsets the learning environment, the education environment, puts kids um, not at ease, but maybe, you know, creates... Um, I don't want to say fear, but anxiety. Okay, but let me push you on this then. You taught at a Jewish school. Yeah. That was locked down. Yes, I did too. We're talking, you want to talk about a target? The Jewish population is a target. Oh, yeah. Well, we. And their schools are armed and locked. Well, yeah. And they don't have gun violence. No. Well, they don't have people going to their schools and shooting up classrooms. No. No, well, I mean, we had to learn our escape plan. So as a teacher, if I was out on the athletic field, I had a special key not to return back into the school, but to open a gate to take me down to the beach mm-hmm. and not return until, you know, given the go, you know, come back code. So we would actually, um, they would, if we had a lockdown situation, we would actually have buses that would block a bridge, even though the bridge would be uh, would connect to our school and to houses. It was just that was the rule. They had it passed by the city and all that. So, but what happens is this: another thing that people and people don't like about having teachers armed is the liability issue. Because here's the case: if the teacher were to shoot in, let's say, of a a perpetrator mm-hmm. breaks into the school. They're firing. The teacher returns fire, but doesn't hit the suspect, but hits a student. It now becomes a huge liability. Sure. But um, again, you know, it, this is an interesting conversation, though, because it's almost like you could get you could get caught in the all different rabbit holes here. Oh, yeah. So what you have to do is you have to look at this combination, in mm-hmm. my opinion, of facts and common sense. And you have to look right. at real data. And in right. no data does it actually show that making schools gun-free zones has cut down gun violence. Oh, no. 
I think it's only increased. It's increased it because they know that there's no guns there. Right. But the schools in our area, you walk on to campus with a gun, even if you had a concealed carry permit, you're automatically sentenced to five years in jail or prison. And the fine is like $250,000. No questions asked. It's automatic. Boom. So what's the solution? Let's talk first with schools in terms of what is a viable solution. Well, we we can easily establish that clearly having a gun-free zone or a gun-safe zone doesn't work. Clearly. Just ask Chicago. Just clearly it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. We also know that, correct, if you can look at Chicago as an example, more gun laws don't matter. No. At all. Well, here's Because guess what? The bad people are always going to find a way to get something. Right. And that's the thing. Because if you think about it, the left almost always opposes fighting evil. And almost always works to disarm the good who want to fight. Mm-hmm. So you don't ever hear about, you know, um, let's take all the guns away from the criminals. Okay, it's taken away from law-abiding citizens, and they do this in a variety of measures, like mandatory buyback. What mandatory buyback is is basically the government giving you money in exchange for confiscating your guns. Right. Okay, so if you're out there and you own firearms, don't buy into that that propaganda because all it is Canada right now, but here's another crazy thing. How how this happened? I don't know, but concealed carry permit holders in California just had their information leaked. (laughs) I can tell you how that happened. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody opened up the back door. So, um, what real quick then, what is the, what's the plan for schools then in your opinion? Okay. So why school measures won't stop school, school shootings. More teachers think of students as threats to be assessed. The less educators will think of students as individuals to nourish and cultivate. That came from a quote from Prager University. In in this viewpoint, authors argue that school risk alienated students by implementing excessive security measures. Okay. For me, as a former teacher, there has to be some security measures in. Mm. Okay. But what happens is those measures would include lockdowns, school police officers or sheriff deputies, uh, law enforcement officers, X, Y, and Z. But what happens is is Democrats don't want that because it costs extra money. Hmm. They're willing to pull money somewhere else. For for pronouns. Yeah, for pronouns. For gender teaching. Anyways, we're not going to do that today. Yeah, that's another (laughs) subject for another day. So what the what the Democrats will say on face is, well, by having security officers there, it, it, it creates an intimidation for the students because it creates anxiety. I, I actually would argue that there have been plenty of studies done to show that m- a majority of students will actually say they feel safer. It's very true. Very <laughs> true. So, so who are they polling? Uh-huh. Selective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, what, okay. I, what I want to do is let's talk on the myths. Okay. Let's go to the myths here, which is there's a standard definition of a mass shooting. Um, okay. So this is a good one, which is the first myth is that there's really this standard definition for the phrase mass shooting. And this is important because again, remember, we're very fact-based. Mm-hmm. The world, culture, the media, everything they want to drive people into emotion with is using creative language language mm-hmm. it's just selective creative language right if we would be in a completely different world right now if we just stuck to the facts right. and we let people make their own decision from mm-hmm. the facts completely different world right? right covid all of that stuff 
Um, so in the 1980s, the FBI began defining a mass murderer as someone who kills four or more people in a single incident, not including himself, typically in a single location. In 2013, Congress decreed that the term mass killings means three or more killings in a single incident, often in a place of public use. Mm. What do you say about that? Well, I mean, there you go. It, it, it's pretty much a nutshell. I mean, so if you think about it is regardless of the number, it just has to be over three. Which is very interesting to right. me because that could be a, a family. Like we see that happen right. where a, a father goes crazy and murders his whole family or a mother murders all the, her children. Yeah. You know, is that like, considered mass? Is that the same as a school shooting? Exactly. You know? It's hard to, it's really difficult to apply apples to oranges it, in many in cases. Case, yes, it is. Uh, myth number two. So, uh, well, go back to this okay. myth number one. Sorry. All right. So, so explain to people why it's a myth. So explain to people the myth of mass shooting, that it doesn't actually exist. Well, I, I mean, yes, you could have a mass shooting, but you're looking at what somebody else determines that right. is. Right. Well, so in this case, the, the determining factor is based on the number. Okay. I mean, that's really, I mean, and, and the fact of the matter is now it's down from four to three, anything over three, oh my goodness, it's a mass shooting. Well, I mean, in this case, as tragic as it, the event was in Texas, you know, now it's 21. Now that's going to be considered the new number, the new norm. Okay. Um, you know, 50 people were killed yesterday in a tractor trailer. Oh, was that, that's not on mainstream media. Is that mass killing itself? Right. How about the mass murder of millions of people from the COVID injection? That could be considered a mass murder. Oh, if How fall... about children being succumbed to multiple vaccines in well checks time and time again, and then dying randomly from something called SIDS? That would be considered- Gee, all you when need... are they going to be held responsible for all, that? All you need to have is three. I think we're well past three for that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Mass shootings happen all the time in America. Myth number two. So okay. they love to say, mm -hmm. remember, the media loves to play on your emotion. So it's, it's another one. Mm -hmm. It's another one. This happens all the time. We need gun control now. We've got to take away all the guns. We need more red flag laws. We need all this. We need all that. Uh -huh. Okay. So, so, so far in 20, uh, 2022, the gun violence archive has recorded 213 incidents incidences that defines as mass shootings in American history. Just nine though, meet the FBI definition of mass murder. Mm. So it has to go back to the number what three mm -hmm. and seven of those were domestic violence incidents or gang related sh uh, shootouts. So in 78, the gun violence archives, 213 alleged mass shootings this year, a full 37%. No one was killed. Okay, and 156 of them, 73%, either one or one person was killed, less than 1% of them. Two out of the 213 met the commonly understood definition of mass killing. So it goes back to the number three. Okay? Yeah, I mean, you have to understand somebody is placing a number on this. Then it's used for the news cycle. It's used for propaganda. It's used to put people into emotion. It's used for a narrative. Right. And also, I don't know if you plan on talking about this, but nobody ever talks about the amount of mass shootings that are stopped by somebody having a gun. 
Oh, exactly. <laughs> like the case of the, of the guy in Texas, when he went to church, the gunman comes in, he's about pulls out the gun and the guy, the, the law abiding citizen who has a concealed carry permit in Texas legally, legally, you know, sends him to Jesus. Yeah, nobody ever talks about that no. because that would not fit their narrative right. of red flag laws and buy back oh, your gun. Yeah. Okay. Um, number three, mass shootings are responsible for a high percentage of gun deaths. Oh, boy. Or is it, should we look at Chicago, Lori Lightfoot? Well, if she's not, <laughs> you know, cussing if she, out. If she's not on stage cussing out Clarence Thomas right. and calling for the death of him. Gee, wouldn't that be considered a threat? That is. It's not a threat because it's a Democrat. Exactly. Uh, beginning with the infamous Texas Bell Tower Massacre in 1966. Okay. And ending on May 12th, 2021, the Washington Post logged a total of 189 mass murders in the United States, an average of just 3.4 per year. 3.4. That Mm -hmm. seems pretty low. Yep. Those 189 incidents killed a total of 1,322 people, on average of 24 people. Do you know more people die from the COVID injection per year than 24 from gun violence? Did you know more people die? from heart attacks of eating seed oils their entire life than from gun violence. Did you know that more babies die from the hepatitis B vaccine called SIDS than 24 people die from these gun-related incidents per year? Well, I do know this. (laughs) I'm driving on the interstate, and so far in our state, we've had 781 people killed in one year. Hmm. On the road. Maybe we should take everyone's cars away from them. Should we take everyone's cars away from them? You know, I think we should. Propose... Or no, they need electric cars. They need electric cars. But the le- but here's the thing: the electric car is going to be powered by a diesel. You guys, just again, <laughs> the whole point here is think beyond the narrative. Number four: most mass shootings involve assault rifles and high capacity magazines. Oh, back to the assault rifle again. It's okay. armor light rifle. Let's call it what it is, guys: armor light rifle. Okay. Armor, light, Gun homicides do happen, okay? Though when they do, they almost invariably involve a handgun. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So from 2015 to 2020, the most recent years of which the FBI data is available, there was an average of 10,200 guns used in homicides per year. Now, homicide, okay? For those that are don't know what a homicide is, that is when somebody is killed, okay, mm-hmm. that it without identifying the kill her, it's defined as a homicide until that person is guilty. It's is, is like tried and guilty, is, right? Okay, correct. So in mass shootings, they are used quite a bit more frequently, but rifles alone were still used only in 14% of those incidents. Right. So now maybe explain for everyone where congress and the media and this narrative is in terms of handguns versus assault rifles well, see, which right, don't exist well there is no assault rifle first and foremost yeah, but they're not back. going after handguns no they're not going because after, that doesn't fit the narrative it doesn't fit the narrative because you have to understand the armor light rifle the ar-15 uh these are used for personal defense sport and hunting okay in this case, they're just looking at this one rifle because it can carry a magazine of 15 that 
it's the most commonly used weapon. In reality, it's not. It's the handgun. And before the handgun, it was the knife. Well, just look at just you guys, common sense. Look at these countries who supposedly took all their guns away from citizens. They have more violence with knives. Right. You can still kill someone. Yes, you can. If somebody is mentally deranged enough to want to kill someone, right. they will find a way. I don't care what laws you put on the books. It is not going to keep anybody safe no. until you start to look at the root, which is exactly what they don't want to look at, which is how our food supply is toxifying people's brains, how the chemicals coming dump down to the sky. I know you disagree with me. Uh, um, he, he still thinks it's airplanes like dumping their their uh, toilets. toilets. He's he's kidding, but he, we do not see eye to eye on chemtrails. Um, nobody wants to look at the problem they created through their wicked, psychotic, progressive agenda. Oh, well, you see it on TV. I mean, movies, guns, mm -hmm. you know. Um, if they really cared, they don't you think they would be lobbying Hollywood to stop making gun movies? Oh, yes. But see, they would lose money. Exactly. They would exactly. lose money. So the point here is, for mass shootings, they actually don't a majority of time. The data does not show that they involve so-called assault weapons. Oh, can't say it. I know. AR-15s, whatever. They involve a handgun. Yes. And in many of those cases, someone is defending themselves or their property. In many of the cases. Yes, that's true. Yes. And we can we can talk about that. Okay, so. Stand your ground in a minute. Number five. The United States is the only country where mass shootings happen. Hmm. <laughs> is that true or not true? All right. So here we go. What is often forgotten to debate over the mass shootings in the United States has the third highest population in the world. In 2016, the Crime Research Prevention Center found that when adjusted for population, the U.S. ranked 12th in mass shootings per capita from 2009. 12. So we're not number one. No. Imagine that. Okay. Ten years later, the analyst data on mass shootings. Two years later. Or sorry, sorry two years. Um, on mass shootings. Across the globe from 1966 to 2012, found that while the U.S. made up roughly 4.6 of the world's population, it accounted for less than 1.43% of the mass shootings and 2.11% of people killed in mass shooting incidences. Okay? Okay, so, so if you think about it, again, go back to the number mass shootings – where are those taking place? Tell me. North Korea? Mm -hmm. uh, China? Mm -hmm. I would say Iran? Mm -hmm. Just other countries, other that, countries that have, that do this kind of thing. Right. That they, do, you know, they have. So the narrative of the U.S. being some kind of evil country that has mass shootings from these so-called assault rifles and weapons that don't right. actually exist is false guys yeah it's false so so now where we're at today is that congress passed a new gun law yeah i was shocked well i guess no, I wasn't no shocked. because it's not actually believe it or not but let's talk through it because again remember what you're going to hear from the media is all this narrative right but you have to look at the actual law because um guess what even if they were to so-called pass something the states have the rights so right the states overrule. Right. So right now, one of the provisions is money for states 
to implement red flag laws. Red flag laws are very controversial Dangerous. because it violates not only the Second Amendment, but the Fourth Amendment. Mm -hmm. So the Fourth Amendment, for those that don't know your constitutional amendments, the Fourth Amendment is um, search and seizure. Uh, government cannot seize, search or seize without a warrant. Mm -hmm. So in this case, uh, what this allows is the federal government, or in this case, the state government to come in and seize property, or in this case, seize your weapons un under what they consider the, the extreme risk protection order. Mm -hmm. Okay, now understand this. The court has already voted in the case of Heller that, and it could be parallel to the red flag laws as unconstitutional. So what that means is the law enforcement officer can't come into your house and seize your gun without a warrant. Mm -hmm. He would have to have cause for mm -hmm. that. Okay. He'd have to go before a magistrate. Hey, uh, we believe that this gun has been used in a crime and it has to be very specific. Can't be generic. But under the executive or extreme risk protection orders, what happens is under these red flags, red flag laws, is that if my neighbor I feel is deranged, all I do is go to the court uh -huh. and say, "Hey, you, you know, my neighbor is psycho," <laughs> and thus Which is very subjective. Subjective, yeah, and, very um, subjective. With that. The, the court says, fine, here, here's the order, go into the house, law enforcement can go in the house, take the guns, and boom. Now, for the person... Yeah, what rights do they have now? See, They're not crazy. That's where the gray line is. Mm -hmm. Because are there some crazy people that own guns? Sure. Sure. Are bad. Listen, guys, are bad things going to happen? What is our quest here? Is our quest to try to make some kind of utopia on earth that nothing bad happens? That is not going to happen. Right. We we don't live in utopia. We are a fallen world. Right. So so what happens in the case of red flag laws is we go back to our neighbor. We feel he's a threat. He has... Maybe our neighbor is a threat. I don't know. <laughs> so we go to to the judge. He gives, he signs off, the law enforcement comes in, seizes his guns. And this can be done through what he has posted online, what he has said in person, or anything else. Yeah. He could be joking, but it's how we interpret it. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said. I mean, I've had that happen to me, where I'm mm -hmm. kind of like joking about something and then somebody reports me. Right. For something. It's, it's absolute it's madness. It's madness. Now, what happens if that does happen to you? Well, you have a year uh, of which you have to pay for it to have a psychological analysis done. So, and from that report, from a medical physician or medical psychiatrist or psychologist. Who could be anti-gun. Right. Goes back to the court, says he's, he or she is fine. Then you get back your guns. <laughs> So tell me mm -hmm. in your in your honest opinion here, right. um, how this is going to play out because I'm 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 envisioning well, and picturing these people these these literal psychotic liberals, mm -hmm. progressive people, right. re reporting whomever, mm -hmm. and at some point 
somebody has to stand up and say no. Well, and, and so that's it, number one, the sheriff. Okay. Well, and some, some that says I'm not going to enforce this. No. And that's the case is that various counties within this state have, have said, said they're not going, they're to. not going to enforce it because it violates the fourth amendment right, and exactly. the second amendment. So do you see that going to the Supreme court? Yes. The red flag law will go back because ultimately how do you judge somebody sane or not sane? And, and, and that's coming from somebody that's not an expert. Okay. So, you know, your neighbor is not an expert on your mental condition. Your neighbor that's got 10 boosters and wearing three masks outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, our neighbors aren't that, but um, <laughs> we can barely see our neighbors. <laughs> that's why we live but, here. I mean, and it's a lot of great because in this new law, they want to expand the mental health background check. Well, Who's, how's that going to go? How, who's going to pay for that? <laughs> okay, so go back to the actual, what was passed in Congress. So mm -hmm. it was red flag. Mental health. Mental health. But but again, remember, guys, you have we have to remember this. The federal government does not have much power, no, they, if any at all. So even if Congress says all of these things, your state is the real true power. Right. Well, in, in the case of the states, there's four states who are already on record as sanctuary states for the Second Amendment. Alaska, Idaho, Kansas, and Wyoming. Where's Texas in that? Shoot. Where they They're not. Step up. They're not. Um, and Alabama? All these states in the well, South? I'm you're surprised. Gonna, you're going to see that more states. Well, where we live, we're a sanctuary city. Yes, we are a sanctuary city. That's and, there, and I want to say there's over 1,200 sanctuary cities throughout the country for the second amendment yeah and or, so again remember guys we have to go back to what is actual truth and and we've got to detach from what we're hearing in the media when we're even what we're hearing on fox news because i'm telling you right now fox news is just as bad as all the rest even though my parents still listen to it and think it's the bible <laughs> kidding mom and dad they they do though um and we have to go back to facts you guys have we've got to understand where things are twisted for a purpose mm -hmm. and and just recognize it and go, no, that's not true. Right. This is what's true over here. The same thing applied to abortion and all of the uproar over the Supreme Court opinion that people are out there saying, you'll never be able to get your abortion. Oh my gosh, they took away rights from women. Listen, if you want to kill your baby, you go right ahead and kill your baby. I will not judge you for that. There is somebody much higher power than me that will judge you for that one day. And, and I'm not even saying that that is a very, like, that is a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, if you want to do that, you still have a right to do that. It is put back to the power of the states where it should have been all along. Right. All along. Yeah, I agree. That is the facts. And that is not what is being shared out there. No. Because that does not get you into emotion. No. No. It, right. I mean, if you look at in the case of all three, the religion, the abortion, and the Second Amendment, everything right now is emotionally charged. And I understand that. But you have to think logically through this. Yeah. Okay? And I don't think people at this time period – can't because they themselves are emotionally, um, I don't want to say, they're not emotionally stable. 
No, they're not emotionally stable because they're listening. How do how do we not become how do we come to that place, right? We come to that place by not researching facts. What we come to a, a, we, this place is that everybody for the majority of people in America are holding something in their hand called a phone. Mm-hmm. And they live and breathe and die by this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how many likes. Yep. You know, my name, image, likeness, whatever it is. Yep. And that's the sad thing is that your life should not be valued based on technology. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's, and, and we know that, I mean, again, look at just the, the, the broader conversation here of, how how does somebody come to a place of wanting to walk into a school and do that? Well, here's a why thing. are we and nobody wants to talk about that because well, that starts to open up Pandora's box. Well, there's the mental health aspect. Okay, so in the case of the the, the Texas shooter, he was 18. He had a legal right. He had a legal right to get it, and he did. And there's no again, you know, but, we we can go all day long and say that this law or that law is going to fix something. You it can doesn't. never legislate away right. evil. No, you, you can't. cannot legislate away but, evil. But in this case, with you know, the kid was emotionally and mentally unstable. What he posted online, and somebody should have saw it, and somebody should have done but something. See, here's the thing: they see it, but they don't want to infringe on that right, and that's yes. where it becomes yes. very gray. Do you? Okay, you know, I I I hate cats. <laughs> I want to shoot cats. Does that make me emotionally unstable where then I turn around and do something greater and evil? Like, let's say do a, you know, a school shooting. Well, somebody said, well, you know, he said this, you know, two days ago. And maybe we should investigate. Well, that's what you say. I mean, well, listen, <laughs> I think the other, the other part of this that no one really talks about is the hypocrisy here because right. you have, you have one side which they are allowed to say whatever they want. Oh yes. As as look at Lori Lightfoot and literally a threat against a Supreme Court justice. Right. right? Nothing is done. That's no. okay. You have somebody else that says that that's a conservative and they're gonna get arrested. Oh yeah. So Right. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Where I mean it, there's 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 not one standard fits all. So there's, what's the what's the path forward here? The, what, path, what's the path forward for a second amendment. The gun laws. I think the path forward is this. Number one is this. Um, you have to educate yourself on firearms. I think a background check. I'm all fine with a background I'm, check. I have no problem with a background check. Okay. Number two. This, I think, is a direct result with what, as parents, how we raise our kids. Mm-hmm. What we allow them to do, what we allow them to see with regards to firearms. Okay, mm-hmm. because in some of these cases, I mean, they're playing these crazy games where there's blood and violence, and then over time they begin to imitate that, and that fantasization. And then you also layer in social media, yeah, right? Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Hollywood, right? Uh, poor, just like they're not healthy, right? They're not healthy physically. Mentally. They're not healthy mentally because guess what? They're eating garbage. 
they're getting shot up with poison at every well check. You guys don't think that that's going to start to affect someone's mental abilities. Of course it is. But if that was actually talked about, then the entire system that is propping all of that up. That would collapse. That would have to collapse. Yep. And they can't have that happen. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. And I, and then I think, so you go back to education. I'm all fine for a background check. Um, the gray area is going to be the mental. That's going to be the Yeah, one. how's that going to play out, right? Yeah, yeah. That, and that's where I think, you know, gun lobbyists are going to say, well, wait a minute. So here's, here's what, so let's talk about an action piece. We'll end okay. on this is a- action always can be taken, mm-hmm. right? But action, intentional action is what I'm a fan of. Right. So we have to understand that action taken in your state mm-hmm. and your local areas is the most important local because you can't, the federal government has no power. Like it's right. all, it's pointless to go and complain about your congressman or senator, just vote them out. Right. Start, start doing stuff in your state, mm-hmm. right? So action within your state to help educate people, right. to help talk about things in a factual manner, to make change from a local level right. is where you put your effort. Well, I think that in the case of this state, right now the state is at a bypass because no matter what the governor does and the legislature does. We're in Colorado, by the way. Um, governor, lovely Polis. I have another name for Polis. Starts with a P and ends with an S still. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he might like that. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, you have a lot of counties have basically said, we're not going to enforce it because we feel that it violates the second and the fourth. Mm-hmm. There are some counties that, hey, we're for it because- uh, Well, Denver. Look at Denver. Well, Denver- uh, You can't dot, conceal carry there. Um, you can't conceal carry there, but likewise, you can't bring a gun onto public property. Mm-hmm. or state property basically. Well, I think we're at a bypass here because it's it's still got quite a sense of libertarianism in Colorado. Right. But then again, you can still drive around in your car with a loaded handgun without a concealed carry permit mm-hmm. because the car is an extension of your house. Now, I don't know if that's county by county or is that within the state? Yeah. So again, you got to find your laws. You have to... Um, make the change locally. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it happens. And and really understand that the narrative put out there from a federal level right. is is fear propaganda. Yeah. You know? I mean and then that comes from both parties. Mm-hmm. I mean both both sides. And I think in this case, in my interpretation, the rhinos, the Republicans did this, the 10 Republicans did this as sort of an an appeasement. They gave the Democrats some things, but not everything. And and you guys, that happens all the time in Washington. You have to understand that as well, is the lobbying industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, the biggest lobby now is Big Pharma. It used to be crude oil. It used to be the oil companies. Now it's Big Pharma by a long shot. And that tells you something, i.e. poison COVID injection. Um, And so lobbying happens tit for tat, I scratch right. your back, you scratch, scratch mine. mine. It's all about re-election, guys. Listen, if they, there's very few politicians that are actually doing something. Right. Because if they actually do something, now they can't run on that again. So again, go back mm-hmm. to Roe v. Wade and abortion. Right. I, if they, if they would have done what they were supposed to do and what they could have done years ago, they wouldn't have that as a platform to run on year after year after year to get get the little 
little innocent conservative voter to go vote for them because right. they're pro-life. Well, I will say this. The one group that has stood out the most, I think, in terms of those who are pro-life that have been there from day one, in my opinion, has been uh, the Catholic Church. I have seen I haven't seen much from the Protestants. Matter of fact, I've, I follow various some various churches. I haven't seen anything from these pastors. On well, uh, only a few like Jack Hibbs would oh, be yeah, one Jack of them Hibbs, for sure. Yeah. Um, our pastor that we go to the church we go to. But I mean, I have my own opinions on the Catholic Church because they also lack in many areas oh, too. Yes. <laughs> I will agree, but I will say this: the Catholic Church in this case, when it comes to abortion, for the for the most part, they have always been out. Yes, front. they have. But again, also remember, guys, when we attach ourselves to a identity right. through a church mm-hmm. or through anything else, we lose our sovereignty when we right. attach ourselves yeah. to an identity. So, or we attach ourselves to a label or a, mm-hmm. a you know, a title or right. a belonging to something. All right. Thank you guys for uh, joining today. We will come back with another episode when something interesting comes along. That'll probably happen tomorrow. <laughs> probably tomorrow. <laughs> um, all right. We hope you have a good day. Remember um, to subscribe to the Freedom Cast, whether it's on Spotify or wherever you're listening to it. But also do not forget that I do have my own free Warrior Center app. You can download it in the App Store at the Warrior Center. And that is where you can find all of the Freedom Casts as well as uncensored platforms that you can be a part of. And um, I just encourage you to come join us on over at the Warrior Center for a community that has your back and you will not feel alone. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Hey guys, thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book, Autism Reimagined, on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends, you are a sovereign human being and you hold the power not the government. See you next time.